Hello and welcome to No Wrestling. I am your host, Mark Sylvester, and I hope to be minding long-time fans and showing non-fans why wrestling is so good. And welcome today, guys, to another episode of CM Punk Matches Pay-Per-View by Pay-Per-View. CM Punk Matches Pay-Per-View by Pay-Per-View is where I do a watch-along of all of CM Punk's pay-per-view matches throughout his WWE career. And today's match is for the ECW Championship in an extreme elimination chamber between CM Punk Punk versus Bobby Lashley versus Rob Van Dam versus Test versus Hardcore Holly versus The Big Show at ECW December to December 2006. For the very first time ever, ECW will present the Extreme Elimination Chamber. Six men torturing their souls, all in the name of of the ECW World Title. The most extreme match in history. It's a chamber now filled with weapons. No man will leave unscathed. One champion, me, the Big Show. Not one, not two, not three, not four, but five challengers. And I like the odds. Because no one can beat me. One of these men will leave the Elimination Chamber as the champion. Lashley is impactful, quick, strong, dangerous. Damn Buck, of course, Muay Thai and Jiu-Jitsu background, but what's that going to mean inside a weapons-filled chamber? Rob Van Dam has made a very good little for a long time in ECW to put his body on the line. Test has been more aggressive, more focused, more ruthless than ever before. Sabu may be the only man on the planet who would actually feel at home in the Extreme Elimination Chamber. When the Big Show walks into that Extreme Elimination Chamber, that man is the favorite. Two miles of chain. 10 tons of steel, 36 feet in diameter. The most punishing structure ever devised. I have never seen anything as extreme or as hardcore as this sadistic structure. This is an extreme elimination chamber. Pushing yourself, sacrificing their body as far as you can, and then pushing yourself further, endangering their very careers. I'm proud of my sacrifices. My face is going to be bloodied, and my body might be broken. All in the name of the Holy Grail itself. One man, one mission. I have to be ACW champion. I'm the next ECW champion. I'm winning the ECW world title in that chamber. There's not a man alive that can take this title from me in or out of that barbaric chamber. So you've got the beginning of the match. So you've got like Paul Heyman about to come out in a second to perform a promo or at least appear outside the ring because... I'll be honest, I'm kind of watching these matches blind because one of the things I like doing about these watch-alongs because even though I remember watching this match live and the whole pay-per-view itself was a bit shit, it's quite cool to kind of like watch these backs and kind of try to remember everything that happened involved in the match as well. I find it to be quite interesting as well. It's really cool. 
And also as well, I just love the um, ECW theme tune as well, it's just a classic. And also as well, the arena looks really cool. And also as well, the as I said before in the previous ECW one I've done, when in CM Punk's debut match, even though it was on ECW TV, I love the way the ring is done. There's no logo to the turnbuckle pads. And the ropes are very different as well and everything else is really, really cool. So let's listen to um, Paul Heyman's promo. I just love that how he was able to put ECW and his like the legacy of ECW to the same level as Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair and I love the way that Paul Heyman was able to put everything over and just how good he is on the microphone and stuff as well he's just fantastic. There was, there was, there's this crowd, member of the crowd going, where's your franchise? Boo, always have a shit. It's so funny. This guy going and stuff. One thing I like about this crowd is the fact that you can see so many people like walking across the crowd with their signs, but you've also had several amount of um, CM Punk signs as well, which is really cool to see too. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. That fan is fucking ridiculously funny. It's like, fuck me sideways. Just the uh, like the symbolism of this music and just the fans just looking at it going like crap and the fact that they're saying like ten miles of steel, all this other stuff as well was crazy. Yeah, 
This is one of the things I like as well, it kind of tells you the rules, so if you've never seen the match before, you understand how there's four men are in the pods, two men start the chamber, after five minutes a pod will open, uh, No, own, but not only a competitor but a weapon as well, uh, elimination is done by permission or uh, pinfall submission and last man standing will be the ECW champion, so it's, it, it adds, tells you about what everything's happening involved in the match as well and how the match rules work, because I think sometimes that's what's mess especially in world of sport it's kind of like it didn't really tell you the rules of wrestling it kind of expected you to kind of know what they are but the things if you're a newer fan and that's what world of sport was trying to aim for they would like you at least to know like who the like the rules and the wrestlers are like if you're just watching it like how the hell are you going to know what the motivation of these characters are without watching them first it's kind of like well how do you know this guy's a face how do you know that guy's a heel how do you know that how the way the guy wants to wrestle and sort of thing it's just really weird but yeah so for the first competitor match is the big show I love how Paul Heyman is just literally going like, yeah, big show, yeah, big show. Because at the time, Paul Heyman was the hill GM of ECW and stuff. That's one of the things I love about these guys on commentary, which I find that's missing nowadays in wrestling, especially in WWE, is just the way that they're putting over the the wrestler as well as the weapon that he's using and stuff, and I find that sometimes missing nowadays in wrestling, because obviously the big show is this massive giant. It's kind of like, oh my god, he's a giant, how are everyone going to beat him, especially now with a barbed wire baseball But I really like that because it adds much more mystique and much more sort of like, oh my godness, to the big show and stuff and I like really interesting to see and everything else so yeah it's really cool next is our boy CM Punk coming out to the ring getting a big reaction from the fans and it's cool to see his trunks are basically the um, Chicago flag which I find really cool 
And you just heard him there going, it's clobbering time! Which is what he says later on. And just that amazing shot, the big show, it's like, you can see him behind the, it's like a lion or a tiger behind the cage wanting to pounce and to go after his prey and stuff. I really like that as well. I think it's really cool. And this is where he's kind of more showing from going from the MMA sort of jiu-jitsu-styled wrestler. And that, that's why I thought it was really cool is that you got the punk going towards Big Show being like, this is my time, this is my time, and like antagonising him and like goading him on. But as I was saying earlier just a minute ago, I like the fact he's kind of added more to the straight-edge character that he is and stuff and how that great thing I love about being straight-edge is something that you can use. At the moment, you've got punk with a steel chair, like... Punch would be like, yeah, it's what I'm going to do with it and stuff, and holding it, like posing to the crowd, and you have the crowd going insane and crazy for punk. But I like the fact with the whole thing of a straight edge as well, it's one of those things that it works as a heel and a baby face, whereas a face, you can use it in a sense like saying, you don't need to drink to be cool, just be straight edge, that's all you need to be and everything else. But then as a heel, it's a great thing to use, which she then became later on as a straight edge society, and previously before in other promotions he's been a part of, that it's like... Um, one of those things where he could be like, okay, I'm straight edge and I'm better than you. Like, you need drink, you need drugs, you need all this stuff to survive. I don't. And I look down at you and stuff. And I find straight edge uh, in a in a sense and like what it is, everything is such a good thing as a way to show as a heel, but also baby face. And the next person we have next is Test. Never one of my favorite wrestlers who I used to love a lot as a kid and stuff. I was a big fan of his when I was younger. He's like him a lot. It's amazing just to see how fucking huge this man is. Bloody hell, look at him. Sad to see just how like massive he was here. It's like it's cool to see him wrestle and stuff, but it's just like he's just way too big, man. Rest in peace, Andrew Martin, mate. I miss you loads, man. Tess has always been one of my boys as well. Like, he's always been my favourites. When he had his storyline with Stephanie McMahon, I loved him then as well. Just his matches against Shane McMahon at SummerSlam 99 was really good and stuff. And just, yeah, just liked him a lot as well. Ooh, the crowbar. Tess with the crowbar. I mean, Tess's theme is alright, but I definitely prefer his original one. Tess, Tess, this is. That's what I love because obviously Tess and the Big Show are part of the same faction, and you can see both of them going like, yeah, don't worry, mate, I've got it for you, bud. I've got it, and everything else. Like, yeah. Next we have is. Bobby Lashley. Who obviously is the man that Vince wants to push and everything else, and just just to see him here, it's like, and he got like the big show going crazy just to show everything else as well. That was pretty cool. 
I guess, when he did the pose and a little bit of the pyro came out. Kind of bit, bit like Bill Goldberg, but not. And I love the pose you got Paul Heyman look, giving him the death stare and everything else as well. So you've got um, Lashley then looking at every single pod before he goes to his pod, like eyeing, and then he's like eyeing the most of Big Show and stuff and looking at him being like, I want your title, I'm going to beat you and everything else as well. And then you got Bobby Lashley with in his pod, the table. That's a great thing as well. So you got every uh, like ones when they're inside the pod, they're getting locked, so they're not able to get out the pod until their five minutes are up. So it adds kind of more to the match and stuff. And it's like, because then it's one of those things. It's kind of like the mystery of who's going to go in next. And you go everyone shouting for Punk, which is really cool to see as well. So now you've got next participant to be Hardcore Holly. I just love how Paul Heyman just every shot of Paul Heyman is so good. Just how he's how he's able to to tell so much with just a face than it is with words. That's why I love Paul Heyman. He's a man. He's a man. How one picture can tell a thousand words. Like you can tell when um, Bobby uh, Lashley came out, you could see him give the evil look. When Hardcore Holly came out, you can then see he's like, yeah, that's my boy. That's my man and stuff. It's like, yeah. Yeah, it's quite funny as well because you can tell they're all part of the same faction, part all all heels and everything. And you can see it's quite funny them all clapping to, to Bobby Holly and like going like, yeah, you, you got this. Hardcore Holly, you got this Bob Holly and stuff, yeah. Then next we have is... It's quite cool to have all the fans chant for RVD. Obviously, it's being RVD, so it's like, yeah. Punk's like going, yep, yep. This guy's going to like RVD a lot and everything else. And you got Tesco like, this is my baby. I'm going to kill everyone with my crowbar. That's one thing I love as well, like when RBD came out, every time he comes out to the ring, they always go, Rob, Van, damn. And I fucking love it. That's why I love RBD. He's such a good wrestler. He's always been one of my favourites, RBD. He's like, and he got his face as well. Like he has so many great matches against Jeff Hardy and stuff. His matches against Jerry Lynn and ECW were great and stuff. He's... I mean, he's had so many great matches. I love this man. He's so good. He isn't. He isn't at the level of Punk, but RVD is still pretty damn good. So now all six participants are in the match. They now lock the elimination chamber. So then that way no one can get in. Basically, the way how an elimination chamber works, in a sense, is think of a six-man hell in a cell. But the evolved version of that. So literally think of it in a sense as the 
Blastoise to the War Turtle kind of thing. Where in a sense you've got the Steel Cage is a Squirtle. The um, Hell in a Cell is the War Turtle and the Elimination Chamber is the Blastoise. That's the probably the... I know it's the weirdest way this is to kind of just describe and explain it to you guys but you know one thing I like about this match as well because you can see in the Titan Tron at the top you can see the time coming down and on the screen you have before the ECW logo came back you had the time as well for the five minutes so it's kind of like then so then, then it tells the fans how long it is till the next participant comes in but also at the same time it um, has it so the crowd can then go 10, 9, 8, 7 like they do at the Royal Rumble as well. So it kind of lets the crowd kind of know when they can start to uh, get more excited. And then now you can see here Elimination Chamber and it's letting you guys know the time and stuff and everything as well. So yeah, it's really cool. And also one of the things as well, like when the wrestlers take a bump, just the fact of being outside on the on that still, it like gives so much like emphasis and everything else to the bumps that they take and stuff. It's crazy. And just seeing this as well, just the aerobatics as well of RVD being able to go from the top rope, uh, stay on the side of the um, still, then do a springboard. Uh, onto the top rope and stuff even though he missed Harker Holly it's like it's still cool to see what he can do and stuff it's crazy just how so aerobatic he is and how he's able to move and everything else that's why RBD is so good like he is able to do so much great high flyingness that he's just really really good and it's cool to have the crowd chant for punk as well you can hear him chant for punk and obviously it being like you know, with the steel, the wrestlers using the steel to attack their opponent, like uh, Harker Holly just threw RVD into the um, chain, into the steel chain and stuff, and you can see the uh, like shots of the other wrestlers like waiting for their time to come in, and just a, just a simple bump like a power slam onto that steel, it adds so much more because it's like, you know, they're hitting that horrible structure, their body is hitting the steel, so it's like every small little bump is so much more bigger and better. And even and even the fact where RVD reversed Harker Holly's like top rope move with his foot to stop him doing it, just the fact that he landed back onto the steel, it's like it's crazy and everything else. Oh, that was beautiful! A rolling thunder over the top rope to the outside and on the steel. It's like crazy and just this I love the, look at this because the great thing about that move as well is like it was originally one shot cut into another shot but with that replay it was all just one shot because that's a great thing about WWE they have so many different cameras that they're able to use cinematography to either have one shot continuously or different shots and I think nowadays in wrestling nowadays sometimes they add they have too many cuts with this they only cut when it's like when it works and stuff and everything else so yeah so yeah and that's why I think with other wrestling now as well like when some like in AEW as well they have great cinematography where they have a load of cameras but they have it where 
they make it work where I find a lot of the times in wrestling nowadays they do like too many cuts like recently there was um, basically like a beat down and it was literally kind of like punch 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 and every time someone punched it then changed camera shots and stuff it was really confusing like even though that moment of RVD and um, Hardcore Holly like punching each other and stuff it was one shot by another shot, but it wasn't so continuous, so it didn't mess with your eyes. It was like one shot, and then it was more natural, and then another shot. And then, it, as you can hear now, guys, you now have the fans going like, like doing the 5 4 3 2 1, and they did the Royal Rumble and stuff. And then now you got the, I love this, the Wiley Coyote shot of going around uh, the pods and like lighting up, and whoever comes up is then. The noise like it would be the Royal Rumble coming in. Next, you got Punk coming in, which is really cool with his steel chair. And you got Punk going like, yeah, come on, come on, come on. He's like, yeah. And then he just, <laughs> I love that shot. Oh, I love his Springboard um, clothesline. It's so good. And just, and you got to have the fans just trying for Punk as well. They're like, CM Punk, CM Punk, CM Punk. And I fucking love it. It's just so good. Another shot as well with him going like, uh, what's going on? Oh, just the hearing of that. And you got like a big shot going like, yeah, go on then, my lad. Ooh. Oh, that's a beautiful move. And also as well, with this sort of like the movement and everything else, I just love the way that RVD is able to sell a lot of the moves. Like he was able to make that look really cool. And also as well, that springboard drop kick as well was freaking awesome by Punk as well. Just really, really good. That is a beautiful leg drop by Punk. I love it. Just using like the karate kick on him as well was beautiful. Oh, twist. But also as well, I just love the, that's why I love wrestling as well. Like with the blood coming down his face and everything. And that shot was just absolutely beautiful and stuff. I just freaking loved it. It was great. Because it's like, and also as well with this match, like you can pin your opponent anywhere as long as it's in the elimination chamber itself, which I find to be really, really cool. Yeah, it's just crazy and, and stuff just to see just how... Same with the um, Steve Austin shot when it was being put in the shop. So you see the blood coming down his face and it just adds so much more to the match and everything else. It's just such a... It's just so, so cool. That's why I love wrestling so much because they're able to make something so small be able to tell so many words. Like the shot there of just going to RVD's face, it's just show the wear and tear and the brutality of this match because that's one of the things that I find with wrestling it, 
I find sometimes missing nowadays. Is even though in other promotions it works so well, it's just the brutality of the wrestling itself. Because well, it's one of these things that, as everyone says, it's not ballet and stuff. And that's why I kind of feel sometimes that with some cinematography and some ways that things are like shown to you and stuff, it doesn't really like um, show the fans the brutality and the uh, the way of how the matches in a sense, are like wearing on these people's bodies. They're brutal to these people. It's like, it's a war and stuff. That's why I like these kind of matches, especially with RVD, with his blood. It's showing you the war that his wrestlers are putting themselves through for the title, which is what I find is why wrestling is so good, that it makes you care about these guys and it makes you be like, oh my God, this guy's bleeding, like what's happening and stuff. I really like it. It's really cool. That was a beautiful superplex. That's one of the shots I was kind of like, I understand you want to emphasise the other guys of the pod, but you should kind of be focused on what's happening in the ring, which I find sometimes with some shots, it's like, why do that shot? Why not do another shot as well? And also as well, obviously as well with the brutality and the punishment that uh, RVD's been put through, it's really cool to see him like showing that wear and tear that he was uh, he's been put through, rather than just instantly just coming back up. Oh, that was a beautiful kick by RVD. So now you got the next competitor about to come in. Next, you got his test. Ooh, and else as well, the fact of how Tess is literally just coming in and destroying like everyone else, like against RVD, he instantly goes after RVD's um, cut above his eye because it just shows just how much of a heel he is. He's like, I'm going to, to win this title. If it means basically destroying you, then I will do it and stuff. And now with the intensity is then literally just like attacking punk and stuff. And just how great of a heel this man is that he's just such a great heel. I miss Test a lot. He's one of the wrestlers as well besides Owen Hart obviously that I wanted to be a world champion one day in a promotion. But never happened. But yeah, rest in peace. That's why I love as well, because with RBD, even though I went to get the chair, and he's kind of like, yeah, he's got his second wind again, like after that flurry of moves to Hardcore Holly. Oh, that was a great chair shot. Uh, even though I find chair shots to the head not as enjoyable anymore, but you can still enjoy them, but you can't at the same time, which is why I like those ones, able to protect their heads. It wasn't like, you know, and even though RBD had that second win, you can see like after the moves he did earlier to Hardcore Holly, that... Um, RVD was kind of, you can even now when he's getting up, you can see the wear and tear of his body and using the, the ropes and stuff. Five, 
Oh, that's one move I love as well, it's a five-star frog splash. That's a great, great move, I love it. Now, this is one of those things, even though I wish that Punk won the match, because I think it's one of the things about this match, like the um, booking was terrible. That was fucking weird. That was really fucking stupid. It's like he, the referee counted to two and he kicked out. And I was like, that was really bizarre. So you got RVD trying to go to the top of the pod to do his, his five-star frog splash against um, Test and stuff, but then you've got the big show obviously stopping him and doing it. But as I said before, it's kind of like one of the things that I find missing about this match is, oh, that was a brutal bump. The fact he went from that height into the ring was crazy. Oh, this is this is a really cool move. Test, a test-like flying elbow was a, was a thing of beauty. Just the way for the top of the pod to dare, like, fuck. That was brutal. But the thing as well, fine about this match as well, you can see as soon as Punk went out, the crowd just dies. And it's just like, it's, it's just like, yeah, you can just see the crowd just going, you can see a big show going like, that was cool. And you can see Bobby Lashley going like, who's going to be next and stuff. And it's just like, the crowd just die in the rest of this match now because they wanted. I wanted Punk to win. We all want. We all wanted Punk to win. And you could hear the fans going boring and bullshit and stuff. And it's like, even though this was a really cool moment, it was kind of like, but the guy that we wanted to win lost. And this is this is the show which had the whole. Uh, Paul Heyman leaving for so many years and stuff and everything else and the whole thing and then him and Vince having a massive argument and not, you know, chatting together and stuff and because Paul Heyman wanted to push Punk but Vince wanted to push Bobby Lashley and obviously it being Vince, Vince obviously ultimately won out but I think one of the things that disappointed me as well as everyone else is that Punk went out first. Well, I wouldn't mind it so much if at least Punk was went out at the time RVD went out or went out at the time when uh, the fourth competitor goes out, but the fact he went out first was just fucking bullshit. I just hated that, and it's just like really, really, it's really it was really disappointing and just sad to see a wrestler that popular and that good go out that early. And it's like, but Punk should be the future of the company, not some beefed up man who, even though Bobby Lashley nowadays wrestles nowadays and still really good, it's just like. Really crap as well, and everything else to see it too. And also, this as well, like them not letting Bobby Lashley go out. It's like Bobby Lashley was an alright babyface, but he wasn't that great. He wasn't a natural like a punk was. The fact they're doing this for Bobby Lashley, it's like, but why not do it for punk? He was way better and is way better than Bobby Lashley ever was. Like, Bobby Lashley is alright, but he is no. Um, 
like punk. And something else as well was like a really great baby face as well was um, people like um, Cliffy Kingston was way better. The New Day, it's like, yeah, but actually was alright, but he was not that good. And this as well is like, yeah, it's all well, it's, yeah, it's all cool and everything else, but it's like, even though, even though some of the crowd are going crazy, you, you can see the rest of them are just going like, yeah, and. And you can just hear the crowd as well, like they're not into anything at all in this match either now. It's just like they're pretty dead. I bet that was pretty cool. Just the velocity of the way that Tess ran into that as well when he got Irish rips is just really cool to see. It, it, even though I feel like the, the match pretty much died in, in a way, like you can see the crowd just being like, yeah, just like really boring now. We wanted Punk back. But there have been a few good spots, like the way that. Um, Bobby Lashley threw Tess into the pod was quite cool and um, the amazing top of the pod um, elbow dropped RVD was pretty cool but besides that you can just see the crowd just like get deflated and everything else and I feel like if Punk was defeated later on in the match if he had to lose then I think that would have been better I just feel this match should win better but, but that's just me I think the greatest thing about Bobby Lashley as well, like, just to see just how much he's improved from here to now. Like, he's become so much more better nowadays. Like, his time in TNA was fucking awesome. He was great in TNA. No, that was a proper free count. And you hear the crowd go, this is bullshit. I love it. I love I love I love this crowd, it's so funny.
I'll be honest, like, Paul Heyman is one of those men that can make anyone get over. Like, the way he's, like, selling Bobby Lashley to Paul Heyman, being like, this isn't a man, this is Bobby Lashley, the man we were talking about and stuff. It's just... That's why I love, uh, like, Paul Heyman. He's able to make everyone sound so much more better than they actually are. Because as Paul Heyman says, you should uh, maximise the benefits but minimise the negatives, like the positives and minimise the negatives, as it were. Because you want to make the guy over, over like Rover, but also at the same time, you want to make sure that you are minimising as many of their negatives as possible. Because otherwise it's going to... Otherwise you're going to see freedom and stuff, which is why I think Paul Heyman, the way he books and thinks, is so good. Because that's the way he sees everything in wrestling. Like, show everyone their strengths and minimise their weaknesses. And it's just like, yeah, it's really cool. He's basically doing how a SWAT analysis should really be. But... Obviously, using the strengths, be like, okay, these are your strengths. All right, these are your weaknesses. All right, these are your opportunities, these are your threats. And maximizing the strengths and minimizing everything else. You can just see the crowd just going like, oh my god, please end. <laughs> you can see. And that pose, you can just see the crowd just being like, booing and we're not going to give it to you, mate, because you're not punk. There are a few, oh, okay, there's a few fans cheering, but there isn't that, there isn't that ruckus of a crowd that punk would have had if he was there. Well, I love Paul Heyman because he's obviously the big show was his number one guy. I was like, oh my God, he's coming for you and everything else. It's like, Paul Lee is so good. I love Paul Heyman. That's why I'm so glad he's back. And his promos are so good and everything else. It's like, yeah, so good to have him back and stuff. Brilliant guy. I love that man, Paul Heyman. I love that as well. It's like, run for your life, get too angry, fight for your survival. It's like, Paulie is so good. Uh, that was gross, but yeah. Uh, just the way he just dribbled. And just as well, the way he's busted wide open as well just adds more because it shows the punishment of the steel chair as well as being like literally thrown right into the pod as well for the big show too. It also as well, it shows as well in a, so that was quite a cool reversal. Um, chokes him into the um, DDT counter. But it's one of those things that kind of shows that the big show is still human, that no matter how big they are, they will still go down. Bobby Lashley hitting every punch with 
<laughs> and you can hear just Paulie just screaming and stuff. And the way it ended as well was just like... Meh. That's well, I just love that shot of Paul Heyman just going like, shit, what just happened? That's one of the things as well I love about this match. It's just Paul Heyman's um, like selling and everything else. He's just so good at what he does. Paul Lee is a master, an absolute master. So overall, I'll give the match probably a three out of five. It's a match for me. It's a match of two halves where even though there's a few moments as I, as I was talking about the match that I quite liked after Punk went out. But I feel like it's one of those matches that as soon as Punk goes out, the crowd just lose it. The crowd are just silent. The crowd, yeah, they're cheering for a few bits. And then yes, there might be a small holy shit chance, but it's just a small one. It's not like a proper like holy shit chance there usually would be. And also as well, the match should have been booked completely different. I feel like it's one of those things if Punk had to go out I feel like he shouldn't have been the first one to be eliminated and stuff. It's why I think this match kind of lost the crowd as well. But also as well, it's one of those matches that I think that um, if Punk was able to maybe win it, I think this this pay-per-view as well, this match would have been seen in a more positive light. As well as the fact that uh, I feel Punk was the man that Paul Heyman wanted to push and wanted to book to the top. But Vince being Vince didn't want Punk, he wanted Bobby Lashley. And I feel also one of those things that with the way it was booked everything else, had the whole McMahon and Heyman like clash heads and everything and that's what happened which is why Paul Heyman ended up leaving ECW and WWE for many years after this and that my friends was another edition of CM Punk matches pay-per-view by pay-per-view let me know guys in the comments below what you think about this match and also as well guys don't forget to like follow and subscribe to me on all different social medias such as Facebook Twitter Podbean SoundCloud Stitcher iTunes and Instagram and I've been your amazing host as always your boy Mark Sylvester and don't forget to Take care and always remember, see you in punk, see you in punk, see you in punk, see you in punk. See you in punk.